Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast, where no ask is ever too big. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. We are on a mission to give women confidence to rise and be bold, ask for what they desire, and be who they came to be. But if you want all that, you're going to have to put a little ask into it. We know that all asks come in different shapes and sizes, but the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. Welcome to the Big Ask Podcast. podcast. I'm Tara Renzi. And I'm Brooke Run. And we are so excited about one of the biggest asks that we've made to date, which is to have our first celebrity guest on. And we cannot introduce, wait to introduce you to Jabari Washington, who is a, I was thinking of all, all of his titles. He's a father, he's a husband, he's a celebrity trainer, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he is just a, a loved in Kansas City and across the country, and we can't wait to introduce you to him to hear a little bit about his story, an unexpected ask that took a crazy turn to what we call the Tough Club today. But we can't get there quite yet because we have a couple of exciting things that we want to tease you with, so you stay on and listen to the end. Tell them what we got, Brooke. Okay, guys, so Tara and I did a very big ask this week, and... We got a yes. We got a yes. We are all about the moms with Mother's Day coming up. And so we want to spoil some moms with an incredible package of Mother's Day package where you're going to get a facial, some fillers, some Botox, all from Vitruvian, which is like a place that Tara and I both love. We go there and ask all these crazy questions, don't we, T? Get these facial stuff done. I mean, it's just amazing. It's the fountain of youth. It's the fountain of youth. So we are going to be announcing that giveaway this week where you'll have to go to Vitruvian's page, the Big Ass page, and drop some of your parent questions. What are the questions as a mom you really want to ask, but you don't? And that's how you're going to enter into the giveaway. Yes. And I have to tell you, okay, so this was one of those things that we were like, what could we whip up? Do you think we could get like a $200 package? And we, we kept being like, this is the big ask. Like, let's just throw in as much as we'd want to ask for. And see what they say. And they said, yes, I think it's just, once again, a testament to partnering with other businesses, being there for other entrepreneurs and asking for what you want because That's people right. love yes. That's right. And they want to say yes to the moms because as moms, we wear so many different roles. And so we got over a thousand dollar package for Vitruvian coming to one lucky mom. And I oh cannot, I, and I got to tell you, I got a little FOMO. I was like, damn, I want to win. Right? I know. I never win. I, other than winning on the game show, which I kind of earned that. Like, I always joke that I don't even win in a cakewalk. Yeah. Do yeah. You know what cakewalk is? Yeah. Of course I do. But, babe, you won big on that game show. <laughs> I did. But I, I mean, the cakewalk. Did. Jabari, do you know what a cakewalk is? I've never heard of a cakewalk. <laughs> never. It's a small town thing where it's like the, they'll have like a little like get together downtown. And everybody from town, all the little old ladies bring cakes and pastries and cookies. And then they put numbers in a circle and you walk around. And then when they call stop, they'll be like number 12. And if you're on 12, you get to go pick out the cake that you want. Uh-huh. Okay. Isn't this so fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a cake walk and you walk around in a circle. I always was the last one called. I get like the shitty cookies that nobody wanted. Uh-huh. That's what happened every time. 
Yeah, Jabari seems really intrigued right now. He's not so sure with this cookie cake thing. You know, he's uh, like, I'm, what? I'm, 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 it's, a, it's white culture, small town cake walk. I'm <laughs> going to Google it as soon as the show is over. Uh-huh. You should. You should I'm Google I'm going to Google it. We're so excited to have you on today, Jabari. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So, All right, Jabari, you're, you are uh, Kansas City born and bred. Tell us a little bit just about uh, who you are, what you do, what you're up to before we get into this this big ask of yours. Got it. Got it. Yes, I am Kansas City born and bred. Grew up in Wyandotte County until I went to high school. Um, went to Blue Valley North for a year. Graduated from Olathe East. Uh, played some sports. You know, went to college for a little bit. Um, came back home. Got into the finance world. Had a nice career in the finance world doing that and. You know, as you'll hear in my big ass today, I transitioned over into the fitness world. And, you know, we've been fortunate and blessed enough to have some success over the last six years inside of the fitness world. So So if you follow the tough, if you don't follow the tough club, go right now at the tough club because it's the coolest account to follow online. And not only do people like myself work out at the tough club you know there's you, there's some big household names like the mahomes does that ring a bell anyone mahomes who's that who's the mahomes i mean that's a pretty big ass but uh Brittany mahomes had a big ask of asking you to come down and train her right. for her wedding she could ask anyone in the really the world but yes. she chose you yes and she did Brit- how was that it was good Brittany and i've had a pretty cool relationship over the last three and a half years now and um it was one of those things where in their world, everything is about comfortability and trust and relationship. And, you know, that's some of the foundational principles of the Tough Club and what we've kind of been built on and stand on and relationships being the main one. And so we have that relationship formed with Brittany and um we worked out the details to put it all together. And, you know, even bigger than me going to train her for 30 days. I was fortunate enough to send one of my trainers to Miami, uh, Chelsea Borders, uh, to train Brittany and all the bridesmaids for about four or five days while they were in Miami. So, um, you know, the big thing for me inside of the business is not necessarily showcasing my success, but creating a platform for other people to have their ultimate success. So, that and was, let's talk. I mean, Brittany, she was fire she, at her wedding. She looked amazing. Nice she did. She uh, did. She looked amazing. Oh, man. She's at, it was she a was lot of work. Yeah, oh, she gosh, was just at Coachella. Coachella? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I need to get into work. Tough Club, apparently. <laughs> this is the results that are happening down there. We went and, we went <laughs> and did two days. We did two days almost every day. Um, while I was in town, I would fly back on Fridays or Saturdays and then fly back out on Mondays or Tuesdays. And while I was in town, we would do two a days and we wow. changed the way that she ate. And yeah, and don't get it wrong. Brittany is, you know, she looks like a simple, chill, um, skinny girl, but Brittany's a badass chick. She, she's tough. Yeah, she she's is. very tough. She would be, yeah. that would be a big ask. We would love to have her on the show. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I, I, I'll see okay. what I, I'll see what I can work out. <laughs> you work <laughs> on your ass. Right. But 
work on that ask. Right. Um, okay. Brooke, do you know about the unexpected ask that got Jabari I, to where he's at? I don't, but I'm curious. What was that unexpected ask, Jabari? Um, well, that's a great question. As I had stated previously, um, I was in the financial services world. I started off selling mortgages for a while when I was like 19, 20 years old, transitioned into some uh, financial advisory and the financial services arena, selling investments and insurance. And then that transition full circle into me working at the bank um, and uh, kind of a quasar private banking capacity. Uh, and I had been having a little bit of up and down with the bank that I was at for probably about six months. And um, But I loved my job. I loved everything that I did. I loved the people. I loved the relationships that I built with my coworkers there. Um, and so I was really planning the future of my family based on the job that I had and what I saw my potential growth to be. And, um, my wife and I wanted to, to switch our, our twins at the time. They were seven, I believe they'd be 13 this year, but we wanted to switch them, um, to a different private school. We we're going to send them to Pembroke. And I had, we had gone through some transitional periods at the bank where they were kind of requiring us to if we were going to do out of office appointments that lasted longer than three or four hours for us to kind of get that approved by upper management and you know being an officer of the bank they kind of wanted to have us more around the branch and stuff like that and so um i sent them my request to be gone half the day to take my kids to pembroke um for an assessment um and everything went well and i thought that i had been approved to have that time off and um what turns out when hr called me the following so that was on a thursday the following monday they called me into my immediate manager's office to let me know they were terminating me and the reasoning behind them terminating me was that i had not um got uh, clear approval for the out of office appointment to take my daughters to go get an assessment. And my, my regional manager has said that when I asked for the request, she replied back to the email and said, that's fine. And so, you know, in my world, and I'm a very technical speaker and, but in my world, I, that's fine means you're good. And so, the HR representative said that that's fine was not suitable to determine that I was going to be out of the office. So they let me go. First off, don't mess with working parents. <laughs> Thank you. Can right. I get an amen? Right. Amen. And you ask the question, right? Right. right. I mean, seriously. Well, but that turned it, into so the biggest I, ask of my life. So Yeah. 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 And I have this theory and Brooke, Brooke uh, and I both believe in this, that it not working out always works out. It always uh, works you know? out. You had to be, I mean, this was a blow. You had to come home and tell your wife, like, hey, I, got, I lost my job. Probably told the kids, yeah. I'm guessing you didn't put them in Pembroke because it's, that, that wasn't a, a, not an inexpensive uh, right. private school. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I had, I mean, it was difficult, but I, the, the, the deeper portion of that story is in the HR, you know, termination meeting, 
I told the HR representative over the phone. I told my immediate manager and my regional manager, I promise you, you guys will pay for this. I promise you. I will make you all look like you were the biggest idiots on the planet. And that was my drive and motivation um, behind what would come next down the road and what you guys see as the tough part. I hope it's not too loud. It's a lot of activity going on here. Hey, it's part of the Tough Club. In fact, I always tell people, if you're wondering where it is, it's 18th and McGee. Follow the music. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all- Especially okay. now we got the okay. well, springtime. So, yeah. So this this ask that was supposed to be, you know, a, a really great turning point for your family and kids turned your right. entire life upside down. Right. So is this when you were like, you know what, obviously you probably didn't want to go back to work for someone else, but that's when you decided to start the Tough Club? Well, that's when I decided to start another journey in life. I didn't know what that was going to lead into. I was originally going to go buy a men's clothing store. Uh, the guy that had made my suits for, you know, four or five years had always said he wanted to sell the store to me. And so that was what I was really going to do. So the first 30 days I was gone, I worked at uh, Moto Damani, my good friend, Antonio Ficari. Um, I I worked there for 30 days selling suits for free um, just so that he could teach me. I was on this quest that whatever I was going to do, I was going to determine if I could do this long enough for free and enjoy it. Because if I could do it for free, then it I would always enjoy it, no matter how much money I made. And so I told him that I wanted to learn everything that he knew. And I didn't want to make a dime for the first six months to a year. And um, and that would just be sweat equity into what it is that I was going to do. But a good friend of mine, Andre Husky, longtime friend of the family that I've been knowing since I was probably 10 years old, um, he had a gym on 75th and Warnell called F3 Fitness. And he had one other trainer there, a kid by the name of Blake Allen, who I – actually just talked to for the first time in six years on uh, yesterday. Um, he had that one other trainer there and he said that he needed some help. And I kind of dabbled in trying to start a fitness brand prior, but you know, I was really the money behind it, not necessarily the, the trainer behind it. I never imagined being a trainer. And he kept saying that I was destined to be a trainer. I'm like, man, you're crazy. I'm not, I wear suits every day. This is not what I do. But anyway, long story short, he invited me down to the gym just to hang out with him one day. And one day, you know, that I thought was going to be maybe a couple hours turned into being there from nine o'clock until maybe 630 that evening. And I seen all these people come in and out of the gym. And I asked him, I said, well, how much do you charge them a month to come here? And I did some quick math and I was like, well, wait a minute. There's no way. And he's sitting here in a in a recliner and he's, hey, go do this, go do that, do this over here. And I was like, wait a minute. And so I went back home that day and talked with the wife and I still didn't feel like I was destined to be a trainer. And I woke up the next day and that feeling of fulfillment that I seen that he had just kept resting on me. And so I called him up and I said, hey, man, I'm coming down. And he thought that coming down meant that I was going to come down and start training with them. And here's where Tara kind of thinks the story gets outrageous. But um, I left my family in Overland Park, and I actually moved into his gym. Um, And I was there. I would go on the weekends back home um, 
but I actually moved into the gym because he lived in the gym. He had a building adjacent to the gym that he would just walk out of and come to work every day. And so I actually moved in. Go ahead. Raise your, go ahead. Okay, wait. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. So this is a big ask right here, right? Yeah. This is a big ask. Honey, I know I told you I made you some suits. But nah, I've changed my mind. I'm going to move into a gym. Um, and she says, okay. And she says, you're out of your damn mind. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and, um, but? but I was like, you just got to trust me on this. I, there's a, there's a feeling that I have inside that this is the right move. And what's even deeper is after the first three months, she was like, okay, this is getting old. And I was like, I want you and the kids to move down here with me. Another big ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to I got to tell you the craziest part of all this. And this is where I say that Jabari was trained like the karate kid. Is this guy was basically like Mr. Miyagiing him. Yeah. He was like, "Go wash the windows. Yeah. Go do this." He wasn't even training. He no, was literally observing the business, learning how it's done. Wax on, literally. wax off. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah, literally. So his wow. wife moves down. By the way, I got to give a shout out to Michaela because she is your wife is I know her yeah. and she's First off, one of the most beautiful women. I mean, her smile will light up any room. But she is she is incredible. And she has always believed in you. Yes, always. Um, that is even, so amazing. Even before, you know, any of the success at anything, you know, um, I met Michaela in 2004, like two months after my mom passed away. And we became really, really good friends. And I moved away to Maryland and came back. And then we began a date pretty serious. And the next thing you know, we were married and had kids and all of that. But um, she's always been a huge supporter of what it was that I wanted to do. Or, you know, even when it sounded as crazy as I'm moving out and I'm going down here. Um, and by the way, the only way that she could communicate with me for the first three months was through my buddy Andre's cell phone because I wanted to be shut off from the world. So I took my cell phone and powered it off and threw it in the top drawer of a desk. I didn't want to talk to anybody because I knew what I knew what it was going to take to never go back to corporate America. And I said to myself, and it's not a knock on corporate, but I said to myself that I'm never allowing someone else and how they feel about me dictate what I can do for my family. I'm going to so, take yeah. control of that myself. And I knew what that was going to take. And so I knew that I didn't need to hear the opinions of anybody because I knew the opinions were going to come. I knew family was going to feel a certain kind of way. I knew my father was going to think that I was the nuttiest person on the planet. And I knew friends were going to think that I had lost my mind. And so I didn't want to hear any of it. And so I shut my phone off for a year. Yeah. And then the family does move down. Yeah. Yes. And then the you have a little windfall. Down. Yeah. A windfall that was unexpected. Yeah. That yeah. somebody else asked basically for you. Yeah. Um, the position that I had at the at the bank was um, a position that I was piloting with the bank, and they hadn't really figured it out how they wanted to utilize the position. And I actually came up with a solution 
while at the bank that they waited until after they fired me to implement. But that's another story for another day. But um, we um, they really didn't know what to do with the position. And so there were a couple people that felt like they were wrongfully terminated. Of course, I knew that I was wrongfully terminated, but I had too many relationships at the bank because I, I loved what I did. And I loved a lot of the people that I work with. And I didn't want to foul a suit against them and bring reproach upon the people that I loved and cared about. Uh, one of which, you know, I ended up housing the tough club out of his house for the first three years of business. And so I just didn't want to bring reproach upon those relationships. So, um, but someone else sued the company and they did an investigation and in the investigation, they found that I was wrongfully, wrongfully terminated and I was the highest producing person in the position. And so I ended up getting the highest payout on a lawsuit that had nothing to do with me. So that was a big windfall. So you don't even have a phone no. living down in a gym and then yeah. you get a windfall. Yeah. I mean, talk about, you know, yeah. stars aligning for you. So I think that this is where most people probably think, okay, so he bought the gym and that's the tough club. But no. that's yeah. not the case either. That's not the case. What I, happened? So you have to move out of the gym eventually. Yeah, I did. Yeah. My, my good friend and, you know, I love him to death. I, he's, I, I tell people all the time, I'll never talk about the tough club and not mention Andre Husky because he's like, he is like my Mr. Miyagi. Um, wow. And F3 Fitness will always be, we're, we're always going to be an extension of F3 Fitness, no matter how big the tough club gets. The tough club is never bigger than the family that allowed us to learn. And so, um, but Andre got to a place where he was like, you know, it's time for you to be your own king. And I was like, well, you know, I had staked everything on building this brand of F3 Fitness with Andre and turning it into a franchise and the whole nine. But he was like, it's time for you to do your own thing, man. And so at that point, I have to find a place to stay. And I don't have any clients because, you know, I would never do anything like take people from his gym and bring them over to my, you know, new venture. And so, um, and I got to get certified because I, at the, at this point I'm not certified. So, um, I immediately go out and actually sign a contract with a company that we now run our certifications for tough university through, um, you know, having that vision at that time that I wanted to train other trainers and been paying for that since, you know, 2017, but um, I instantly go out and find a company um, that was just recently bought out by NASM, PTA Global, and studied for 30 days, knocked out the exam, the state exam, um, got certified, and then I started the business with three, with three names. A very close friend of mine, Francisco Pacheco, who now lives in Indianapolis, he met his wife because of the Tough Club, and they got married and live in Indianapolis now. Um, Chad Clement, um, who I work with at UMB, who is one of my closest friends, um, and he's as much of the Tough Club as I am. You know, um, the Tough Club kind of begins and, and ends with Chad Clement, and so. Um, and then a guy by the name of Randy Jones, a guy who I went to church with that lived in. Mills Farm uh, neighborhood 
And that was really the start of what I call Tough Club North and Tough Club South. And um, I went I went and gave Chad a workout one day and he asked me when I was coming back and I was like, I'm not because I don't have any equipment or anything here. And he was like, that was one of the best workouts I've ever had. And at that time he was working out with Orange Theory and at Lifetime Fitness. And he was like, you know, when can you come back? And I was like, okay. And I had to figure out what a price point was. And I was charging like 50 bucks a month to come three days a week to you. And um, it was just, it was crazy. But I showed up at Chad's house with four cones and a jump rope. And that turned into a full gym. By the time that Tara came around, we had a full operating gym in his basement with turf and weights and machines and all kind of crap. And um, I started with Randy I mean, Jones. It was, I remember I was like, if Rocky worked out in Kansas City, this is Rocky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I also remember the first time I got referred, he's like, it's at someone, the tough club's in the basement of somebody's house in, house in Olathe. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. I got down there and I was like, holy smokes, this yeah. is freaking kick ass. Yeah. 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 Wow. And that's what really- an inspiring story. A lot of people think that Brittany and all of them started with me when I got the facility. The most powerful part of my relationship with a lot of the bigger name people that I have been fortunate enough to train, they started with me at the most humble beginnings. Brittany could have went to any gym in Kansas City. And Brittany would drive from where they live at in Kansas City to, you know, Chad's house, which is probably about a 25 to 30 minute drive. She would make that drive four to five days a week and bring people with her. And, um, you and know, you bring multiple chief's wives there. I mean, the neighbors had to be like, there's a Royce, Rolls Royce, yeah. there's a Benz, yeah. there's a bit like, yeah. all these, like, there's a Maserati yeah. there. Today. Like, what the hell's Chad doing? That, the first that says so much about you, Jabari, though, as a trainer. Like, what makes you, what field makes you different from other trainers? Because you have these celebrity people here in Kansas City that are driving, yeah. you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Like, what makes Jabari different, you know, and Tough Club different? One of the things that I think that I've done, I've been successful at doing, I've had a lot of experience outside of fitness. And um, the, the success that I've had outside of fitness had large in part to do with the relationships that I built. And I'm more yeah. than a trainer, you know. Um, you know, a lot of a person doing a workout and feeling good and getting results has to do with how great they feel about coming to the environment that they're going to work yeah. out in. And I wanted to create an environment, you know, I, I don't, outside of my clients marketing for me, I don't do any marketing. I've never made a business card. I've never made a flyer. I've never had a three month special. Like I don't do any of that. I've never even asked for a referral. I've never asked Tara one time to send me a referral, but every 30 days she's got someone new that she's like, hey, can they come and jump in a workout with me? And that's really what the Tough Club was built from. Um, Randy Jones invited his wife. His wife lost 10 pounds. She invited uh, um, Christina Tripp, Jessica Pelter, Sarah Johnson. Sarah Johnson, Christina Tripp, Jessica Pelter loved their workout, started talking. They invite a young a lady by the name of Ola Vaughn. Ola Vaughn 
was friends with a lady by the name of Eggy. Eggy is a big social media influencer. Now I've built that relationship, you know, and that turns into one thing that turns into another that turns into another. And I still don't ask people to come work out with me. I don't go around and say, Hey, I'm a personal trainer. Would you like to come get a workout in with me? I allow the person that I'm building a relationship with that's standing right in front of me to be my biggest um, advertisement. I allow that to be my canvas. And, um, and it is about relationships. I know all about Tara's family. I know about the small town she grew up in. I know about her mom, her dad. I know how special her dad was to her. I know when that time of the year comes around and how she's going to be feeling. I know about her kids. I'm showing up to baseball games. I'm going to basketball games. It's, it's more than just being a trainer. One thing that I knew I needed to make myself irreplaceable in people's lives. And if you do that, so you became family. I became family. And the tough yeah. one was a family. Yes, yeah. so I love that. I will say, you know, we talked in the last episode about the three the three secrets sauces that go into a big ask. And what Jabari does is that third one over and over. He delivers over and over and just delivers and delivers and delivers. And when you deliver great service and you deliver relationships and you deliver making people feel great about themselves, yes. I will tell you that, you know, there's times where I'm in the gym and Jabari's like, do this. And I'm like, I can't do that. And he's like, oh, you can do it. I mean, he believes in me more than I believe in myself, but he always pushes me and all the workouts are creative and different. And people just feel good when they leave. They feel strong. They feel mentally energized. And it's kind of like the special pixie dust that, you know, he, he gives. And I think that that's when, you know, Jabari says he doesn't ask, but he doesn't even need to ask because he's already put in all the work and people want to, they want to give back. And it goes back to that whole thing. Like if you can deliver on whatever it is that you're putting out there, like you'll just keep winning. That's right. That's right. I know from my personal yeah. experience, when I came down there to join Tara for a workout, I mean, it was a blast. The environment, right when you walk in, it's like you can feel the music coming through your body, the energy's flowing. <laughs> and you're right. Like you're having us do exercises where I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like there's no way I could do it. And you, when you get done, it's just such a good energetic feeling. And you're, you're so good at putting the focus on the person that is right in front of you. Because it is, it's about right. the relationship. And I know you got my Tara driving down there one or, you know, one or two times a week and we don't you leave our little, you know, bubble yeah. for that much. So, you know, yeah. it's definitely family. Yeah. So well, what a very cool story. Yeah. I love it. Okay, before we, um, yeah. we got there's a couple of things Thank I'm you. still curious about. One, um, when Jabari became the tough club, right? Because for the longest time you were just Jabari Washington. Yeah. And I, did you say someone was like, what's your name? And you're like, I don't know. Right. right. And then, Tell us, how did you get to be the Tough Club? And then how did you find the space at the, you know, downtown? And how did you pick that one? Because I know you looked at a yeah, lot of space. Such a cool space. I did. Um, well, two things. First, how I became the Tough Club was the original name was Trainers Club Kansas City. And when I started training Eggy, I didn't have an Instagram account or anything like that. And you know, she's this, she has this cult-like following online. And so people were like, we want to see your trainer and all of this. And she was like, well, he doesn't have an Instagram. You guys help me convince him to get an Instagram. And, you know, I'm, I've always, I was always an old-fashioned kind of person that, you know, I'll just lay back here in the cut. I don't need all the Instagram and all of that. 
But I created an Instagram account and it was TC Casey. And she was like, that just doesn't ring Jabari. You have to change the name. And I was like, who is this chick that's making me change the name of my business? You know, we've got our tax ID number listed under this. We've got everything listed under this. What are you talking about? And um, she was like, it just doesn't ring. It doesn't. And um, so there's two people that I have to thank for the name, the Tough Club, outside of creating it, you know, coming up with the name myself. Um, The original name, once I found out, you know, what I was going to make it outside of Trainers Club, Kansas City, was tough. Um, And it was total U Fitness. And um, the U is just a letter U. And it was total U Fitness. And it was my nephew, actually, that um, we we, we have a basketball gym on uh, within our portfolio um, out south, where Tara's son actually has gone now for probably a year and a half to get more basketball training. Um, and I ran it for a while and I've recently turned it over to my nephew. So a major shout out to house elite, um, and what they're doing out there. If you have a kid that's playing basketball, tap into the house elite website, get them involved in the program. There's a number of people that have been developed under my nephew's wing, um, ball ball that plays in the NBA. Most recently, Ocha that, um, plays for KU is one of his uh, developments. So, um, but if you have a kid, get them involved in the program. It's a great system out there um, that is impacting and touching a lot of kids. He's kind of springboarded off of what I created and what I started and it's taking it to the next level. So major shout out to that. But he was, um, he was, um, he was the one that actually came up with the tough club. So I can't take credit for the name, the Tough Club. Um, my nephew was the one that actually came up with the Tough Club. And um, Eggy was the one that signed off on it and has helped grow the brand into what you see online now through social media. Um, I've always said that Eggy is so much more powerful than what she thinks. She can literally say a word and people listen to her, what she says and immediately go follow whatever she asks them to do. And so she has grown the Tough Club and what what it stands for online almost single-handedly. And so um, I would be, you know, terrible not to mention both of them in the makings of the Tough Club. But what was the other question? What was the other point? How did you get to the space? Like okay. actually opening up the, the Tough Club. Got you. Um I was searching for a lot of spaces and, but I'm a firm believer. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very big in faith. You know, I'm huge on faith. If you can't tell, um, I will sit back and wait for the right thing to to come. And, um, I looked at a bunch of spaces and one of Tara's good friends, uh, Christina Cambiers has a brother-in-law that owns quite a few buildings downtown. And we had actually, the day that they shut down the country for COVID-19, I had went to the bank, got a cashier's check for the first and last month's rent, and had already started, you know, with an architect and a construction company to do a build out in one of his buildings. And it was going to be a big garage with two doors on each side. And um, that was going to be the tough club because I was by myself. I didn't have any trainers with me. And he called me, Chris Cambiris called me 
the day that they shut down the country and said, hey, man, it sounds like they're going to shut the country down today. I'm in Arizona right now, and they've already shut down my gym indefinitely. I I like you too much. I got too much respect for you and what you do for my brother and my sister-in-law. I don't want you having to pay me rent and not being able to have clients in there. So let's just 86 the deal right now until we figure out what's going on. Well, in that process, you know, again, I'm real big on faith and I'm like, God, I like to go in the opposite direction of everybody else. So if they're shutting down gyms, I want to open a gym. And I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds nutty, but I want to open like two gyms while they're shutting down gyms because I know they're going to reopen gyms and I want to already be ahead of the curve and have all the kinks figured out in the system that everybody is going to be running in by the time they figure it out and we're already going to have a jump start. And so I like to set the trend and set the curve instead of follow the curve. And so um, a very close friend of mine, Daisha Kimber, who is, you know, real tough club royalty. Um, she knew a person that was opening up a space. We had already came up with a concept of having an inclusive space of, you know, food and beverage and social and workout. And, you know, there, the nail, which is a social club, a private social club here in Kansas city, uh, Lauren Merriman had already created this system that we wanted and she had the space more importantly than anything else. But ironically, when I came in to look at the space, I declined it originally. I was like, I don't want it. It just didn't, I didn't think it was tough club enough. And it was when I came back with my son and I have a picture that I put up on Instagram of him on the ground you know, scraping something off the ground and the sun was rising. And so I caught, um, actually a good friend of mine, Chris Good, caught the image of um, my son scraping this off the ground with the sun rising over him. And I looked at it and I said, hmm. And I said, well, what if I put a boxing ring right there coming up the stairs? You see this boxing ring, you see the sunrise. And you see all this equipment surrounding this boxing ring. And then they started to come to me and I looked at Lauren, I looked at Daisha and said, I'll take it. And we shook hands that day and we exchanged keys and the rest is kind of history. So big yeah. shout out to Lauren. Because you did. You opened, you opened Tough Club because I started training with you right before COVID yeah. tough club opened about a, not even a year into COVID. And yeah. you also opened up the basketball facility out South. Cause I remember yeah. I was like, can my kids come play basketball? Yeah. Yeah. They're dying to play. Yeah. And we worked, you know, you worked it out for that. And, yeah. um, and that's been a fun transition too, from the, yeah. you know, the crappy floor that was in there to now yeah. uh, house elite is like, it's just this gorgeous training facility. Yeah. So I'll totally give them a, my son, Ben has loved being part of House Elite yeah. and the program. So yeah, I need to and I love being part of the club. Jabari, what a story, what an ask. Yeah. I mean, ask. I've known that you had a great ask, but this story is one for the ages. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. have a lot of questions I can continue to ask. There's just so much inspiration. <laughs> I know. So layers. Yeah. He's yeah. got to get the book done. Yeah. yeah you got it. You got to get a book. Yeah. The book is, 
the book is coming. I promise the book is coming. Everyone has said it. Um, I mean, I've told this story to people for probably the last four or five years, even as it's grown and transitioned into what it is now. And the more that it morphs into this bigger idea and concept, the less people believe that this is a real story. They're like, dude, there's just no way. There's, And I'm like, I promise you, my kids, my wife are witnesses to the entire thing. And if you've been a client of mine long enough, like a Chad or a Francisco or a Daisha or, you know, uh, a, a, a Kemi Jones or a Nick Vaughn, or Ola Vaughn, if you've been a client of mine long enough, I egg you. You've got to witness this journey. And then even fast forward with a Tara that, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be at. I didn't, I had no idea, you know, when COVID hit, you know, thank God for Bria Jones and her linking me up with, with Bumble and doing something for the Bumble platform during COVID. And that helped keep us afloat for a while. And, you know, I transitioned everybody to virtual because I'd already been on virtual for a year or two. And so, but I had no idea what was going to happen. I, I had no clue. And I got a phone call from Daisha that day and she was like, got a space we need to look at. And I was anti collaborating with people. I'm like, no, I don't want to collaborate with anybody because I don't trust anyone to touch anyone at the tough club because the tough club is family. And that was the reason why I never had other trainers. You know, it wasn't until we opened up down here at the nail that we came in with other trainers as a part of the brand. And now, we started with three and now we have 12. And so, um, and we have Tough University where trainers come to get certified. And we have the master class on Saturdays where people come to get additional learning on how to improve and enhance their craft. So there's a number of things that we're doing now that I had no idea when I met Tara that I would be doing. So disabled, but not really, which is a huge brand across the country for people that have disabilities. And Wesley has an incredible, powerful, impactful story, but everyone that comes to the Tough Club has an incredible story. You almost have to be a little cuckoo to be on our roster here at the Tough Club because, you know, I really look for people and, and, and want people in spirit that have an insatiable appetite to be the best version of themselves. and. Everyone that we have here at the Tough Club has 1,000% become that and been that. And it's just been an incredible journey. Um, I still wake up sometimes and ask God, why why did he pick me to go on this journey? Um, and, and for anybody that's out there that's starting a business, don't get it twisted or don't get it wrong. I, I still wake up scared to death every day wondering if I'm good enough to go to the next level, wondering if I'm smart enough to transition this business. Do I have enough discipline? Do I have enough, you know, foresight? Um, can I carry this vision to another level? Um, I was talking with one of my business mentors this morning and he's telling me, you know, Jabari, it's time to scale again. Let's go up another notch. And, you know, that's a different kind of ride into the gym from his house where you're asking yourself, you know, do you have what it takes? Are you good enough? And, you know, but then 
there's nothing wrong with having that feeling inside, but then you have to answer that question and look that that fear and that doubt in the face and say, yeah, I'm tough enough. And yeah. keep walking with yeah, it, right? I'm tough enough. Yeah, yeah. walk with yeah. it. Yeah. There is one thing so, I, I know that you – go ahead, Tara. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to tell them how to find you. Um, You can find me at the T-U-F, it's 1F Club, um, on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and they're trying to convince me to start a Twitter account. Um, we'll see. Um, but, um, Elon Musk wants to, yeah. Or or you can go to 1818 McGee, um, and, and, and pop in one day and, and one of our trainers will meet you at the top of the stairs and, and talk with you and see, you know, if this is a place where you want to be at, but, um, there is one thing when you guys wrap up that I want to leave everybody with. I like to leave everybody with a nugget. So, okay, we're gonna let you have the last, the last ask, the last okay. word. Okay. Um. Again, like I said, I'm a huge um, believer in faith and 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 having that kind of internal sense of this is my moment, this is my time. And in the Bible, it says, be like um, the locusts. And a lot of people don't understand what that means, be like the locusts. Um, the locust actually has wings, but they don't use the wings to propel in the air. Um, the locusts, with their intelligence, they wait for the wind that's going in the direction that they want to go to come. And when that wind comes, they have incredibly powerful legs. It's like it's like Michael Jordan times a thousand. They have incredibly powerful legs. And so they leap into the wind once they realize that the wind is coming their direction um, and going in the direction that they want to go. And the most intelligent locusts convince other locusts to leap in the wind with them. And um, when they all take a leap and get into the wind, that single wind can carry all those locusts because they actually change the wind directionals. They, that single wind can take all those locusts for thousands of miles. It could take a single locust for hundreds of miles. And But the power in the story is, ask yourself, is the wind coming in my direction? And if it is, and you've been patient and prepared for this wind to come in your direction, just take the leap and have confidence in the wind blowing you the direction that you want to go. And if you convince enough people to go and jump in the wind with you, locusts, according to the Bible, according to history, they come in and ravage whole cities. And one of the things that we, I will say confidently that we've done is we've got a lot of people now jumping in the wind with us and we're kind of ravaging Kansas City. So that's my story for people. I love that. Right. And you know what? Someone who gets freaked out from uh, for a locust, now I'm going to love the locust. You have a different like, appreciation. <laughs> well, yeah. I got one. I was wearing a long skirt once and it flew up. My oh, wow. Skirt. Yeah. And it has very strong legs. Yes, hey, it has it very went strong wherever legs. the wind took it, Tara. Yes. It went wherever the wind took it. You know? It lost my business. 
big ask, okay? Yeah. It was like, hey, I want to go there. And that's where it went. Yeah. I so love now I have a new appreciation for Locus. Yeah. And I love being part of the wind, uh, in the wind with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shabari. That Thank was awesome. Thank you, bro. I need to come down and see you. Come down. I can't wait. Yes. Well, thank you right. so much for tuning in to the Big Ask Podcast. You're going to want to go check out our Instagram. Brooke's going to tell you the Instagram handle and what to look for because we are all about the moms for the next two weeks. We cannot wait to shine light on you, to shine light on your asks, and to gift one of you a $1,000 plus spa day. Yes, we cannot wait. So it's going to be starting tomorrow, and you'll go to the Vitruvian Instagram page, and that will be on our the Big Ask Instagram page. All the details there, so go check it out. $1,000 plus package for the lucky mom to get facial, filler, Botox, and take care of you on this uh, special Mother's Day coming up. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. We love it. Well, thank you for tuning in to the Big Ask, where we like asks of all sizes, and we know the bigger the ask, the bigger the win. The bigger the win.